0: (音声) Hello?
1: Live with the AF15 Guru himself. I am so happy uh, that you've been kind enough to join us. I feel like I am in uh, the presence of comic book royalty. Would you please introduce yourself to our live audience?
0: I'm not royalty. I'm just myself. <laughs> well, uh, myself is I'm Errol Molnar. I've been in Australia for the past ten years. I've been a collector. Probably three quarters of my life. Um, I started out with DC Comics when I first started out. Superman was my big thing, as you can see from behind me. Um, then after a while, I just kind of transitioned to do a lot more for Marvel. As like soon as the movies came out back in 2012 or even 2008, when Iron Man first came out, you know, I had this big passion of, you know, oh, these Marvel books are kind of, kind of really cool now because they're more in your face now. You know, it wasn't like back in the day when you had, like, say, Fantastic Four, you know, these early ones, even X Men, they were good, but still, it wasn't like that big hyped up stuff that you see in like nowadays. But when 2012 came out, you know, I think it was in April or May when Avengers came out, that's when things started like going boom. You know, a lot of people, collectors, started going after books where it's like, hey, this is something we've never seen before. Now the market's just going gangbusters, and it's a great thing. You know, it's it's like I'm a collector, you're a collector, we're all collectors. When the stuff goes up in price, we're going, hey, this is great. Because now the stuff we collected for so many years is actually worth something now. But before, back in the day, it wasn't.
1: So uh, to give uh, those who are unfamiliar with uh, what you've done some uh, little bit of a a preview, um, I'd like to uh, kind of foreshadow what we're going to be talking about and and how uh, you got there. Yeah. Um, This is one of the most unbelievable photograph i think i've ever seen in my entire life uh, before we talk about how you did it uh, yeah. can we talk about how it all started uh how did you get into collecting um
0: how i get collecting pretty much when i was a kid like anybody you know i was like probably 10 12 years old i used to go to my friend's house he was in my elementary class and usually like two three blocks away from where i lived you know back in my hometown, which is thunder bay ontario in canada so i used to go back to his his house like two three blocks away from where i lived and in his basement he used to walk downstairs and he had these big big boxes of comics i mean like little archie's to you know marvel dc like everything you could imagine it's all inside there you just could not imagine like when you walk inside it it's like a it's like a field trip of of just like you know like really walking the chocolate factory you go holy mackerel you see all the stuff on the floor you going you know how did you get all this stuff you know it, but back then it wasn't worth much. It's just basically, you know, what you wanted to buy is, is 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 was costing like nickels and dimes back in the day. Okay, so then, so what
1: year are we talking about?
0: I'm talking about probably like like say the mid '80s, around there, early okay. '80s. And you're so,
1: about how old?
0: Uh, we won't say that. <laughs> I'm in my heart.
1: <laughs> For a humble man, I found the sore spot. Uh as the <laughs> young kids say, same. Uh,
0: same.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Inside I, I get
1: So uh it's a very uh a very much a labor of love at that point.
0: Yeah, it is like, to me wise like when I started getting older, like um like not older, but say early mid-20s, um my mom and I used to watch a program called Lois and Clark. I used to watch every Sunday night, eight o'clock, eight p.m. religiously with my mom, and I got so and wound up in it. I loved the stories. It was goofy at times the stories, but you know it was really cool at the time to watch it all. And when you're watching it, you had that kind of like you know that, that moment where you're going, all the collecting I do. It, you know, you see it, these characters on TV now or these TV shows. It's actually it's like solidifying all the stuff that you've been collecting, saying, "Hey, this stuff is cool," because now they put it on TV. Obviously, done back in the day with George Reeves and stuff, but when you know Dean Cain was doing it, I go, oh, that's really cool." You know, and I said to myself, "You know, one day I like to get that that Superman cape of his," and I did one day. So we'll put it that way. And then, and then what happened was, you know, after watching the TV show for so many years with my mom, you know, I started to get that that itch where you know I want to start digging a little deeper. What kind of books to get from Superman? You know, because when the Death of Superman came out that was my big thing when that book came out that was like the biggest book to get it
1: changed everything I,
0: it changed everything it changed my whole collecting my whole collecting attire where when i started to hunt for it i remember every single week like on a saturday morning i'd be going to these comic stores saying hey do you got this book here do you got this book here i look, look into the wall these these guys have got i'd be seeing wolverine number 1 i'd be going wow this stuff is really cool you know and then i see superman 1 on there you know let's say the first one from george Byrne. Or are you looking at, say, the death of Superman, I said, Do you have it here? You know, because I want it for my collection. Not because it's worth something, it's because I want it for my collection. You know, then as soon as I, finally, I started getting it, what I did was I took all these books, like from the death of Superman era, I took every book, I collected every single stack of them until the whole year's story was over. Then on my desktop in my bedroom at the time, I had all these books stacked up really high. And as soon as I got the whole year's collection done, I started reading every book one day at a time just to get wow. that feel. Just to get that feel for it. Instead of just getting one book one week, read it next week, I want to do one book a day so my mind will always be fresh on what's happening the next day, next day, next day. And that's how more I got enthralled in in it. And then when I started doing all that, I started going to the Internet, which was new at the time, like late, like things of mid or late 90s. My very first thing was going on eBay. And I go, ah, this eBay is a really cool site. I got to go on eBay and see what's on there as far as for Superman stuff. First thing I ever bought on eBay was the first autographed picture of Christopher Reeves. That was the first thing oh. I ever bought. I still have it to this day. It's beautiful. That was one of the things I, I treasure the most because I, I like going, you know, Superman was was Christopher Reeves. Even to this day, he still will always be Christopher Reeves, you know, Superman. You so know, me
1: both, my friend. Now, were you all – so, again, people who are not familiar with uh, just the incredible uh, achievement and uh, discipline and success that uh, you've enjoyed over the course of your life, what That's is – this uh, what inspired the bodybuilding was it uh superman or uh, uh you know,
0: pretty much like superhero comic wise and uh also a really good friend family friend member of ours like he's he's like he's like a brother from another mother it that way this this one felt like his name was chris and he was a good friend to my older brother and when he came to, yes when he came what? to my party like, pardon
1: Sorry about that. I, I don't I, yeah, that's when okay. I when I don't have uh yeah. someone here doing the the yeah. uh, audiovisual, I screw everything up.
0: <laughs> you're messing it up, man. <laughs> so, so anyways, um my older brother's friend came to the house one day and you know, he came over and, and um he was real tanned and he was really built and I and I, I go, "Wow, man, he looks fucking cool." Like, wow, you know, it's that kind of sparked that that, you know, it's almost like a plate of armor he's got on his body, you know? It's just, like, it's kind of really cool to, to be like that. So I started having a passion of, you know, getting into weightlifting when I was 18. And it kind of progressed, you know, like, you see all these superhero comic books, these big muscles, like, say, you know, He-Man action figures in that, you know, because it's the coolest thing you've ever seen as a kid. But when you get older, you go, I, I want that, you know what I mean? Because, you know, to have that, it's like, you know, it takes a lot of dedication and hard work, but with anything, you know? And yeah, that's what I, kind of uh...
1: As, as somebody who uh, routinely fails in the gym, I uh, have nothing but the utmost admiration for the discipline that you've enjoyed. I, with, uh,
0: the, with this COVID-19 stuff going around, with the gym being closed, honestly, the stuff that I have in my garage right now I'm using is, I mean, it's like old school stuff from the 70s, you know, like what Arnold did back then with Lou Ferrigno. I mean, it's rough as nails, but it's doing what it's doing, you know, until this damn thing gets, gets resolved. But uh, hopefully it does soon because, you know, our gym opened up, Two weeks ago for two weeks and then in stage three now again here which means that the, the gyms are closed now so i'm like going oh you know when's this gonna stop
1: i was trying to uh to do uh like the workout classes over youtube mm-hmm. that's miserable uh that lasted <laughs> for a very short amount of time uh, <laughs> but i digress um so yeah. <clears throat> at some point in time uh your collecting habits uh, really mature and yeah. uh, take off can, can you talk about um how you begin uh to uh, secure these amazing comics uh you know how do you pick up for example um books like this i mean were you cobbling together uh, sales from uh, smaller books or, or using uh, money from your rewards for weightlifting or getting lucky or a little bit of everything i mean i'll tell you
0: how i'll tell you how i I did it anybody can do it like today it's obviously a little bit harder because the books are getting out of hand like it's out of reach for the majority of people but when i started collecting the the, say af-15s i remember back when in 2012 when avengers came out you know i had this itch i wanted to get these silver age books for my collection not knowing what's what's what gonna manifest into, but it started kind of going, okay, cool. You know, I'm gonna get uh, first my very first silver age book I bought was a a beat up Avengers number one. It's probably a very good grade. I paid only probably 350 400 bucks for it, a 3.0. Wow. 3.0. So I put that aside and then I go, huh, you know what? I want to kind of kind of get uh, the first Iron Man book, you know. I look online and saying. Oh, there's a good deal, so I bought my first Iron Man book, you know, the um, Tales of Astonish 39. Oh, sorry, Tales, to, Tales of Suspense 39. Um, and I bought,
1: were, were you doing CGC at this point?
0: No, like, I my okay. very I'll tell you what, my very first CGC book, I'll show you what I bought.
1: Um, nice, Yeah. see here.
0: That one there. That's the first one I bought. First CGC book I ever bought. I didn't care if the value to it. I just wanted it slapped and nice this 9.8 grade. You know what? It's a nice, fresh-looking copy, you know? It's just something that – but to this day, I've still never found a 9.9. I, I just can't believe I, after printing, say, 6, 7 million of these books, not one 9.9 has ever come out, ever still, in 30 years' time. It's, I'm still after that book. If, if somebody ever has a 9.9, hey, listen, give me a call. I'll buy it. You know
1: <laughs> you heard the offer
0: <laughs> but also this one here as well too in 2012 I never forgot I went a few like a few a few sites and there's this one site was called dynamic forces.com you probably heard of it absolutely yeah there's there's so much stuff on side there and then I look on there and I remember in 2012 when supposedly there's the last issue for Spider Man, right? So, Spider Man 700. And I go, yeah, you know what would be kind of the coolest thing to actually get that book? This is what portrayed me to start getting the F 15. So, I'll show how this all went around. So, when I went on to Diamond Forces, I go, that's kind of cool. You know, to get a side from Stanley would be even better. So, I love blah, the Stanley on there. I bought it for 150 bucks, Nico. One fifty. That's it. Because I said, you know what? They'd be cool to get Stanley signed it. I said, you know what? I want it from a clutch because it's the last Spider-Man issue to have. You know, so that's back at that's you know eight nine years ago. So that's what all first came out. And then all of a sudden, I go, huh? You know what? After me getting the Avengers one, then all of a sudden the first appearance of Iron Man, I bought my first AF15. It was on eBay. I looked at the price. Is about two and a half thousand, and I looked at it. I go, "It's oh, not bad. It's not. I go, it's, it's not bad." I had a little stash stashed away in my account, right? You know, so I go, "That'd be kind of cool to get that for." That's you know something else. I'll get that too as well. Start my little collection, like you know, silver stuff going around. So I collected that one. I got in the mail. You know, came for about two, three weeks. It came in the mail, and then I noticed one thing. It was actually a British Pence copy. Oh, okay, so I was kind of new to that. I was like going British Pence. I go. Mm, I said, is that is that is that something different, or you know? So I said, no, you know what? I'll I'll keep it as is. So I'll just keep it in my collection. Maybe one day, you never know, right? And then all of a sudden, I started to collect. You know, let's like, say X Men number one. I found my first X Men number one. It was about a mid grade copy. It was on eBay, right? The guy was selling it for, say, I think it was twenty four hundred dollars. I lowballed two thousand for a mid grade copy. Wow. And it, because nobody at the time was buying these books. The X-Men One books, the Fantastic Four books, it was dead. It was like it was like it was like calm water. No one was wanting it. But for me, wise, I'm going, these are the these are the, the, the standards of the Marvel comic books. You know, not to think to say, hey, this is gonna be worth 10 grand next, you know, in five, 10 years. It's just I just wanted to have it for my collection-wise. Then so when I bought it off the guy, I stashed it away. Then I said, okay, fine. You know, all of a sudden I saw another guy. He had a Fantastic Four number one. It was about, uh, about a four, 4.0 grade, very good plus grade. It was a nice looking book. And he goes, uh, he, had, he had it for 2800 And I said to him, oh my gosh. Ah, no, 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 you can go better than that. He says, well, what do you want for it? I said, give me for 2000 oh <laughs> He goes, two grand. He goes, "Oh," I said, listen, as no one's buying it. It's just going to sit there. You know, it's it's, it's, it's dead, you know. Says, all right, I'll give it to you for two thousand bucks. Stashed it away, right? Oh. <laughs> Put them all away. Wow, then, then the other one, the, the um, was it Tales of Suspense? That's the one I tell you about now. That one was on eBay. I was at work one day, it was like 12 o'clock. I was on my lunch break, and all of a sudden, looking online, I said, oh, that's the one I want to get for my collection. Is that you know, Tales of Suspense 39? Guess how much I paid for that one? I paid a grand for it, it was about a mid mid plus grade. That's what <laughs> nobody was wanting it. I said, I'll wow. take it. So I went a thousand bucks, bought it. No one else was bidding on it. I won want it, you know, came in the mail. I go, huh? Yeah.
1: See, now, now, newer collectors think that you're talking about the 1990s. No. Right. But it just takes a little GPA search. Yes. Uh, incredible growth in the silver age market.
0: Yes. Like, I mean, like I was so driven that I would be going to bed at night thinking about the next AF 15 to buy. I want, because what I, this is what I was doing. I, I had one copy, then I bought another copy for, I think it was 1800 I bought, it was about a 2.0 grade. I stashed that aside, and then I, on, I went on YouTube and I saw some other collections on there, because that's how I started getting more more involved in it, where I saw these other guys' collections on there, going, I'm kind, you know, kind of intrigued on what they're collecting, what they're not collecting. I saw this one dude, he had a book, he had three AF 15s. And I said, that's pretty cool. I said, you know what, I'm going to top that. So I got another copy. I paid, I think it was another $2,000. And then as soon as I saw another copy, i just be snagging, snagging, snagging them. And then the pictures you see there, as soon as I had it all graded, I put them onto my bed, you know, spread it out. (laughs) I looked at it. I go, I was kind of like, wow, that's that's kind of cool. Like not knowing that like so much significance. We're not at
1: this photo yet, are we?
0: That's the one. I'm like going, huh. You know, I said, I want a couple more if I can get some more. So I did that. So oh I bought goodness. probably another four more copies with those other ones I have it there. I bought. Oh and then because the, because the market at the time was, was so stagnant, like after the crash they had in 2008, 2009, 10, it took a while to recover. But I wasn't aware of all that stuff because I wasn't really like, like in tune of this crash market, this stuff's going around. I just wanted the book just because I wanted it. Because when you look at AF-15 today... It's not like Miles Morales, that's fine for the next generation, but for our generation right now, even into the, into the foresee future, you're looking at AF-15. That's action comics number one, that's Superman number one, that's detective, that's all rolled up in one. So it can be stagnant all you want, but it's never really gonna it's never gonna have the stigma to say, you know what, it's worth anything less. Because when you look at the characters today, you look at three characters: Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man, those are the three biggest characters. I don't care like some people are probably going to write on me saying, oh, Moon Knight books, this book, this, this, this. I go, listen, Moon Knight has never been a popular character. I had that number one book when I was 12 years old under my bed. I said it was never popular. It's He's my community. buddy's
1: favorite character. Uh, my buddy is as smart as they come about comics. He describes him as a D-list character.
0: <laughs> yes, he is. I, 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 <laughs> you, know, you know what? Your, your biggest fans, your biggest critic media today to this day, every halloween you go watch these kids what they go out as you ask these kids who is there any kids out here's moon knight <laughs> here? you know what i mean is well, anybody you we were here? younger
1: you know he was always the imitation batman
0: that's what he was he was just you know because right? more his character like, oh, that's
1: the imitation batman yeah
0: yeah right. dark and gritty that's what he was i'm like yeah, going, you know, he was all right i mean but he yeah. was nothing fancy you know yeah. So I keep so thing-
1: having this conversation with people ask that are really excited about uh, holding on to, for example, their ultimate Fallout 4s. Yeah, and I'm like-
0: I bought a copy. I'll tell you, you what.
1: Know, bought- I'm like, bought- you, know, you know you could just buy an ASM1 yeah. or like an AF15 if you would just All sell stacks that you have. And they look at me like I'm crazy.
0: No, no, it boggles your mind because what you're thinking now is the, you're thinking the same way I'm thinking now. I'm like going, these flash in the pan books today, it's great to have a, a market the way it is. Don't get me wrong. it's It keeps the, the hobby exciting because people want exciting yeah. books to buy for the next generation, which is great. But what I'm finding out right now is that these books today are going so, so high, so fast that there's going to be a breaking point. They, because. Because if you're going to buy, say, an A fifteen back in 1962, right? And all of a sudden, say, let's, let's 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 flip the page here. Now, a year from now, or say in 1963, when when Spider-Man one comes out, now all of a sudden, let's see, hypothetically, A fifty becomes worth fifty dollars. People back then would be saying, "Are you out of your mind?" Now you're looking at today's books now, saying, "Hey, I bought a Miles Morales book for ten dollars." Now people are wanting to pay, you know, two thousand dollars for a fifteen hundred dollars. I'm going, really? Well, you're, I'll you're give kidding. you a
1: good example of this, right? So there's this book. I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about. Uh Thor Five is the yes. first Black Winter. Yes,
0: movie. I heard that oh yeah. I've heard it's that before. Like, yeah, it's like a
1: fifty dollar book. It came yeah. out like two weeks yeah. ago or something. I didn't yeah. even know that it was a fifty dollar book. Uh we saw it at a half price books. Me and my buddy were out looking at, at comics. Someone had already turned it into half-price books, okay. <laughs> and they had it in their showcase. Uh yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, what is happening right now? Like, I, I, that's insane to me. I don't even think Thor six has made <laughs> the, the second print that somebody already turned it in in a yep. long box full of like, uh, give yep. me twenty five dollars for this. I'm done with comics. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, Perfect. I was just like. This this does so much about what's happening right now in in the market. And, and you know, like I'm like you, I I like the excitement. I love that there are are. collectors that are excited, but we lived through the uh, demise of comics in the nineties from like the overprinting and the the craziness that went on. And um you know, we've been at it for a long time. Uh, you uninterrupted me on and off. Uh, I will take my lumps uh, for stopping. And no, I'll no, by all means, I'll never do that again. But no, by all means, like the,
0: the I'll turn it off. The only way for comics to survive today is a newer generation to pick them up because my generation, your generation, or like wherever how old how old how old you are, you know what I mean. We're not the ones that are collecting these newer stuff unless you want to buy these so called variants. That's only people are kind of like estimating say well maybe this will be worth something 1 in 25 1 in 100 yeah it's kind of cool to have them but only for the right price if you buy them for when when the, when the when the burning bridge is burning and all these people are running to it i said yeah. you're going to get burned i said Amen. you know what if you're going to buy a book buy because you love it don't because cuz all these people out there are saying oh this is the key book to buy you have to buy this you have to buy that it's it's, it's so so hot now so hot now i go really I go, I can sell ice cream to an Eskimo saying, listen, this is the hottest thing ever. Buy buy some ice cream cones. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: good it's Good cremanship tragically, uh, will inflate markets. Um, if that's what it know. does because when and people buy other markets are regulated.
0: Yeah, people get hyped up and they get all, all caught up in the motion of it. I gotta buy it now. Then what happens is they have buyers' regret after that. They buy these books they have and they're going, huh? These books are really going up in value now, so they're just kind of stagnant. Did I really buy it because I wanted it or because people were pressuring me to buy it because the market's telling me, you have to buy this book? Like, I'll be honest. I don't care. I don't I don't give two, you know what, for this null character guy. I don't care for it. It's not Venom. Me I not I I'll get slack, but you know what? I don't care because this book, I'm clearing out, listen to me now, year from now or two years from now, that book will be in a, in a dollar bin book later on. i now. out. It's not going to amount to much at all. You can hype the book up to $2,000 all you want. It's not Venom. It's not Spider-Man. It's not Captain America. It's just shanky little villain character that's not going to amount to much. It can't because how much further can you take a villain? Look what happened to Avengers, the second movie or third movie which with, with Ultron. How many people jumped off that ship as soon as the book went down like this? Everybody jumped yeah. off. Was,
1: oh, yeah. they, you
0: know, that's a big thing thing. Happened
1: with Thanos, who's an institution. Yeah, that's right? what it is. Arguably yeah. like the, the other than the Joker, arguably the yeah. greatest villain of the generation. And I mean, you, uh you're everybody like rats off on a sinking ship just jumping off. That's it. And, and that I can pick up a Iron Man 55 85 or whatever yes. for the price of uh, of Venom 3 Third Print 98 yeah. Yeah. boggles my mind.
0: It uh, does because yeah, because because to me, why is like I'll be honest, like when I watched Edge of Spider-Verse two years ago a year and a half ago, you know, in 2018, I love the movie. It was a great yep. movie. It was probably the best Spider-Man movie I ever watched next Amen. to spider number two. You know, like it was such a well grim Sony, bravo. We, you brought us what we wanted. You know what I mean? Then at the time when, when Miles came out, I go, that's kind of cool to have that character. You know, I'm surprised you didn't buy it before, but, you know, this the movie kind of really kind of solidified that character to a point, I said, you know what, I'm going to buy that. I went on eBay probably the same, same day I came home from, after the theater I saw a guy on there. He had a he had it for two hundred bucks, a signature I series. One. Yeah, I'll sh- I'll show it. Hold on. Here we go. I paid one ninety nine for it, folks. Not two thousand dollars, one ninety nine. That's what it's worth to me. If you guys want it for two thousand, go ahead. I'll give you my email address. <laughs>
1: yeah it's kind of wild um you know and, and the tough part is like i don't think you or i would suggest that uh, a book like that is worthless it's not uh, no it's
0: not it's a good character a, a, a
1: 500 hundred dollar price tag uh, yeah makes write. sense to me yeah right? like two thousand fifteen hundred. Uh, you know a price tag does not a thousand no. dollar price tag does not um, no like and, here's and the here's, I fear, yeah. like you do that if people get burnt on these books yep they're going sure. to have a grudge against yes, comics the and it's they're going to stop buying comics yeah. much in the same way that we suffered in the 90s yep. um, and it's why I really appreciate you uh you know spending no, hey. time with us uh the thing that I, I think is more important to me than anything uh in comics more important than the books is uh the ability to mentor and, and be mentored, uh, you know, about this hobby that we love. Uh, yeah. can you share some insights and, and tips for newer collectors who are just getting into the hobby that want to try and, sure. and build a collection like you have.
0: Yeah, this is what I, this is. This is what I did. Like, like I said, I'm just trying to recap on in 2012. After I mounted all these AF15s I collected, right? I used them for leverage. Now, if everybody else knows what leverage is, you can use something against something else in a trade or barter agreement here. That's what I did it for. Not to say I'm going to hoard up 10 copies and just stash away my safety deposit box and just leave it all there because there's so many other books out there that I want. Maybe one day this will, this will all just kind of like, you know, I'll take one book and use it for this. And that's what I did. So after all these books that amounted to, I still have, I still have like, hold on. Don't worry. I still got a lot of copies. I still left. So I got a lot of copies left so I don't <laughs> I'm not that crazy right so I bought the books and then I said to myself you know what I'm going to use some of these books for leverage one day and that's what I'm telling other people to do collect some books you have yeah it's, it's a little bit different like I said it's, it's different because the time's gone by so fast now after eight years of these books being so like you know going from this to that and all of a sudden you're going well how am I going to make up, up for all these other, other things well that's just how I did it if you want to buy something Just manifest these books together. It's a little collection-wise. Keep maybe two. Like what I I don't understand is, if let's say for instance, someone's got 20 Hulk 181 books. Now, for me, wise, do I want to keep 20 in my collection, or do I want to keep maybe two or three of the best kinds and just sub off the other ones and get something else? So that's that's the way I think because realistically, wise, I don't need to have so many of these books. It, it you know it, it doesn't doesn't make me any more happy. It's like the only reason why some people hoard all these other books is to think that oh, I'm the king of the castle and you guys are not. I got more than you guys. I'm better than you guys, and you guys are not. It's not about that. It's about having a collection, wise. Where yeah, they have some some other books where they have more meaning to me. Where were a little more rare to get. There's one book that's a, it's a, a British version of the AF15. It's, it's called Out of This World Number 17. I can't find that book for the life of me. It's a British version. Same, same. I think it was a year after, same year that the U.S. version AF15 came out. but It was black and white pages inside. That is so hard to come by. I still can't find it. Even if I go on eBay ever so often, it's not there. 16s there, 15s there, but 17 people know about it. So as soon as you see it on there, they'll snag it. It's hard to come by. But that's the thing. Is like if you if you grab these books at a certain time. But like I said, the market today where it's harder because all these books are going so high in price now. It's hard to it's hard to catch up. Like, I remember the time when it, was like, it was like 2012 Christmas time. My wife gave me two books for, for, for Christmas. She gave me the first appearance of Black Widow with the Tales, Tales of Suspense 52. She paid 150 bucks for that, I think it was. I love it. 150 bucks, guys. Not 2000, 2000. I, I said, hey, this is great for my collection. Then she bought me first Hawkeye appearance. Same thing. Oh. Then she brought me the, the Sgt. Fury first Hobby Commandos. Number one, I said, hey, this is great. All for cheap back then. I said, hey, this is great. I wasn't saying, oh, hey, this is gonna be worth two, three thousand dollars. I go, I just want it because hey, this builds up a nice collection where I like having it around me, not going Ooh, I'm gonna make some money off this. Ooh, I can feel it.
1: <laughs> can you tell us about this?
0: Oh, that piece. I had that piece commissioned from Tom Cook. That was back in 2010. Tom Cook was a, um, an animated artist for Hanna-Barbera and, uh, and some other ones as he's done. And what he did was I asked him, I said, can you do me a rendition of it? Because I knew Stan Lee was coming down to Melbourne in in uh it was July of 2012 at the Comic-Con here. And I wanted that piece to have Stan Lee sign it for me because wow. there's never been a recreation piece of a first you know, first period of Spider-Man that's been signed from Stan Lee. It's almost like having a recreation done from Jack Kirby, right? So wow. I wanted that piece, I said, can you do that for me? He goes, sure. I said, how long will it take? He goes, well, I'll give me like a couple of weeks. It'll be fine. I said, cool. So I made the cutoff. He sent it out to me well before Stanley came out here. Soon as Stanley came out here, he goes, and he was a great guy. Honestly, anybody who's never met Stanley, he was a beautiful man. That guy would go end of the earth to, to meet his fans. And when I lined up there with my VIP ticket, I was the first person in line. I paid 600 bucks for that ticket because my wife convinced me the day before the, the convention, she goes, 600 bucks. I said, yeah, 600 bucks. That's a lot of money for Stanley. She goes, She goes. when are you ever going to see the guy ever again? When? I said, you know what? You're right. I'm going to do it. 600 bucks done. I went there with probably 10 or 15 items I had. I stood there. I was first in line. There must have been over 1,500 people behind me. I said, you know what? I'm going to get the best Stanley signature you ever saw. <laughs> because What's by the time did? he got 4,000, his arm's are going to be like this.
1: <laughs> uh, did he love it?
0: He loved it. He looked at it. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes right here. I go, yeah, that'd be great, Stan. Thanks. And then my wife was, was talking to him and, and actually he actually kissed her on the side of the cheek. And I said i sit there. Don't you ever watch them? That face. As <laughs> 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 soon as I, as soon as I left, I was like, you know what? A kid on Christmas. Cause I, you know what? To meet Stan, when I saw him, when he first came up to the table, I, I, was, I was like two feet away from him. I go, you guys seen this that's stan lee i go i go this is the man <laughs> i said you're actually in awe because you see him on tv you see him on these news programs you see him everywhere but when you're actually in his front presence you just you're just mind blown away to see that he's got gravity he does and he you know what? he's he was a youthful 89 at the time wow. i mean that's what kept him so so you know alive because he lived a certain age because he loved what he did it was a passion and he because he wasn't stressed out going to work saying i gotta work a nine-to-five job and i gotta be you know stressed out because the boss hates me and this not you know it was he had his he, he had a dream job he created like he he created the whole universe you know like what other person has ever done that like except for shakespeare like who has ever done that there's nobody you know it's 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 mind-boggling to say the least it's like this man was a genius when it came to characters like every character he's created it's it's going to be keep on being developed For the next generation, you know, until we die, the movies will still keep going on. That's how incredible it is.
1: Now, Stan's not the only uh, magical relationship you formed in comics. Can you tell us about uh, this interaction?
0: I met these two guys, two of my friends, up in thing up in Sydney. We're basically the guy to my to my right is Mark. I'm not sure. I forget the other guy beside him. But that's Mark, one of my good friends. He lives, I think he's in Canberra. He lives up. It's not too far from, from Melbourne here. And we hooked up in Sydney. That's where Stan Lee was there on his second second adventure. So that was the second time we got to see Stan Lee. And we're like, we're like, as soon as we saw Stan Lee's coming here, I said, you know what? Everybody from around the whole country here was just flocking to go to Sydney to see Stan because he's never come here before. Only, only that one time I was in, is in Melbourne. And when he came out here, I was going, that's probably the only time I was going to see him. But when he made a second trip down here and I got news about, about, I think it was like four or five months ahead of schedule, I bought tickets so fast. I met some of my my, of my good friends over there and we just had a good time the whole day. It's just like, it's just one of those things we, you'll never forget, especially when you see a person like Stanley. Like, you know, it's it doesn't happen every day.
1: Now, you know, that's not the only piece of art you've commissioned, right? No,
0: no, like I said, like, like is this, also, uh,
1: was this another piece that you commissioned?
0: Yeah, I was at the comic convention, um, I think it was like 2015. That's when Tony Moore was here. Now get this, Tony Moore One of here. my all-time
1: favorites. Yeah,
0: Tony Moore, you know, I have him right here. Where is it? Let me show you. That's a piece right there. Oh, wow. He did a on a, a, a bristle, on a, a, a brownish board with, with pen and uh, some whiteout. So what he did was, he wow. came to he came to Melbourne 2015, and I went to his booth and get this, nobody was there. He was dead. And I, I I stood there and I saw I saw Tony Moore. He's coming out. He has his glasses. You know, he looked like a hillbilly. He had this you know plaid plaid shirt. He's got his he got his rolled up jeans. Right. He's got like almost like a. Like the way he looked, like you know, like really southern style, and I'm going, damn, that guy's, that guy's cool. Look at him. that's Tony Moore. I said he's he's a co-creator of The Walking Dead. I said, I said are you people looking at this? Like, like, <laughs> watch a show or something? Like you guys don't know who this guy is? I said I said so I walked up and I go, hey Tony, how are you doing? He goes, goes good. He goes, I said man, I said could could you do me a commission if if possible? He goes, sure. What do you want? I said, could you do me a, a front rendition of the first of the comic book, you know, with, with, with you know, with Rick Rhines with a gun? He goes, listen, I can't do it like the same with with the guns. He said, but let me change it around for you. I'll just do it with a shotgun. How's that sound? I said, hey man, go ahead, whatever you want. I'm, I'm good with it. Wow. So he says, come back around four o'clock, and then um, I'll, I'll give it out to you. Is, is that sound okay? So sure. He he was like that, the- wait,
1: he did that while he was sitting there.
0: Yes, yes, on his brakes and stuff like that. So. So That's like,
1: unbelievable.
0: Yeah, So he goes. He goes. Can you can you wait a few hours? Like when it, I said, yeah. I said, take your time. I said, no problem at all. Take your time. Just I, I was walking the convention with my wife. We're having a good time, you know. Just just doing a few things. We looked, went for lunch. Then we came right back. I was going. Oh, it's like three three thirty. You think he's finished? I said, maybe. I think so. So I went around. Maybe a couple people there to sit. Like I said, there was no lineup. Like nothing. I go. Are you people like seriously? Like, <laughs> I go, this guy's part of the Walking Dead. I said, I,
1: said,
0: oh. I go. It was, it was, it was hard. Guess how much I paid for it? Four hundred bucks. I paid for oh it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> hundred bucks. I said, oh take my, my money. Said, yeah, do me right, Tony. Take my money. I had a great it's time. I said, you know
1: unbelievable. what? Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. So, like I said, it was just—it's a great piece what he did. You know,
1: it's beautiful. It's yeah, absolutely beautiful. He's yeah, one like, of my favorites.
0: Uh yeah, it's it's iconic. You know, it's like for me wise, I love the series. Like it depending on the market wise, like the walking dead number one. It, the value is gonna stay stabilize to what it is, you know. It's it's been solidified as one of the best, probably horror, you know, flicks by far. No, no question you know? about it. Yeah, you don't have I, to go.
1: I am adding to the long list of people who are like, Yeah, so I want these prices to drop, but, no, but I, but I don't see it happening. I just want to no. buy more. Yeah, If you got number one issue, like you know, listen,
0: I had number one issue. It was um, it wasn't the white. It was the black one. It had the, uh, the, the, the you know what the hard. Yeah, that one. was the
1: thing for a minute, right? Like people were very it. interested in that. Thing. I bought
0: it. For two, I bought it for two grand because I wanted for my collection. And then when the when the series started going, 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 going I started going. You know what? I kind of find going. This is not is not really going to go to a point where I want it to go. So I actually took the money. I traded it off. And Then I started to treat some other books and I bought another AF-15 with it. So to, at the time because it was still not blowing up, still. So then one of my biggest scores to this date was in 2012. I used to watch this this program, it was on YouTube. It was a it was a site, it was called Total Comic Book May, Total Comic Mayhem. It was called okay. Yeah. I used to love that site. That guy, his name is Vic. He would put so much information out there for everybody. And I mean, it was like it was right there for the for the takings. So what he did was he posted these little little blogs on there, and at the time he said, "Strange Tales 110. That book's gonna be one book you watch out for." And I said, "Huh, that's first Doctor Strange, isn't it?" He goes, "Yeah." I said, "You know what? You got a good point there." I said, "You know what? I want that for my collection as well. Add it to the other guys I got, right?" So I said, "Okay." So I went online. I found a book for 450 bucks. It was it was a it was a, it was a nice, very fine minus grade <laughs> for 450. I bought oh, it. From I more- say- I bought it from All High Comics. They had it listed on eBay as very good. And I looked at it, and I said, very good? That looks way better than a very good. I said, I said if you want me to take it off your hands, it's very good. I'll do that, no problem.
1: Thank you,
0: John. So I grabbed it, right? It got in the mail two, three weeks later. I looked at it. And I said, huh, the pages, man, are snow white. I go, something's all right. I said, is this like, I was kind of concerned maybe it was restored or something. Like I go, okay, me, this is like really clean. So I had a really good friend of mine. His name's Chris. He lives in Vegas. And by the way, Chris, you do a lot for me, man. I really appreciate it. Thumbs up. And um, I had him actually take my, my, my book, had it Stanley sign the bottom corner of it. Oh, wow. I had it graded. I was going to work one day. He messaged me. He says, Errol, what do you think that book came out as? I said, I'm thinking it's a 7.0 white page. He says, dead on. Sure. Guess what I did with that book? I wanted to keep it. Yeah, I did, but at the time the AF 15s were still out there, still for reach, you know, still for grab. So, what I did was I sold it, sold it for five grand, (laughs) (laughs) but bought another AF 15, put it in the stash, you know what I mean? Because I wasn't still
1: for people that weren't around back then, and again, like a moron, I got out. It was like the Wild West. Yeah, I mean, like you could buy a Walking Dead one for two hundred bucks. slab it nine eight, sell it for two grand. It was the craziest time. Uh, I was
0: all over it. I was all over this stuff before it was even a thing. Like here's a book here. Sergeant Fury first eye patch. Stan Lee signed that for me. I love it. Stan, you know what? there's a signature there, perfect signature back in, this is like 2000, I think it's 2012. I bought this for 50 bucks, right? Because I wanted the eye oh patch goodness. So, because, because hey, Sergeant Fury's iPatch, I go, what's his first appearance of the eye patch right? So I wanted to find it. So it wasn't because of return investment, It's because I wanted it. So I go, hey, that's kind of a cool book. I think it's only one of the first ones that Stanley's ever signed. It's, it still probably is. It's hard to ever, ever find these ones ever signed. So I say, oh, I've never happened?
1: seen one like that before. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, so, and then at the end of it, I'll show you two books. One is a big, big one here that you guys will probably know that I think it's an error. I don't care what everyone else thinks, it's an error. There's two kinds. You probably know what this is one's a purple and one's a black, right? Oh,
1: okay. All
0: right. Here's a purple. Or is that a black one? That's a purple one. That's a magenta one, right? Actually no, that's sorry that, that's a black one. That's a black one you go. You can see how dark it is, right?
1: All right, let me try to get you on a single screen uh yep. so that people can see this better.
0: Yep. That's the error one. If they see it's not an error, it is an error because it's it's black, really really dark. Really dark. There's many sites I'm going online, they said the same thing, it is an error copy because if, if there's two copies, one's a darker one, one's a magenta one. That obviously one has to be an error copy because there's not two just two different copies. We call it the same copy, and there's a the purple one. You can see a difference in the colors. A lot of wait, a, wait, wait, is a, that?
1: yeah,
0: a lot of places are calling it. Hey, it's it's not an error. It's a, it has to be an error because it's not supposed to be like the purple one. Well, then you have two versions of it. It's like the black error one of, of Lethal Protector Number One and the red yeah. foil one. There's two cool. kinds.
1: Or for example, like the uh, blue Galactus, or the yeah. uh, the uh, pink copy of uh, what I call it? Uh, um, I know
0: what the you mean. That book. Yeah, oh, I'm that. What the of it.
1: shame on me for uh, <laughs> yeah. these sort of brain dead moments. Brain for it, yeah. My, yeah, my question, I guess, is: um, Do you like that stuff?
0: You know what? I bought it because I wanted it. For the, this is how I bought it. I'll tell you how I bought it. I was online about what was it last year, just about six months after the movie came out, Spider-Verse, right? Okay. And I was online and I, I bought the purple version. This one here. I bought this one on eBay. I think it was like 200 bucks. I bought that's it. It's a nice, probably nine-eight copy. It's just it's it's mint. So then I'm online and I'm going, huh? This copy on here looks like it's black or something. And I was like, going kind of looking at it. I said, Looking double ticket. It looks black. I said something's wrong here. So I go online. I see on recalled comics There's a so-called error black cover one And I'm going huh? if there's if they're recognized. This is an error copy then I guess there must be an error copy So I look online on eBay again this guy from down here in Australia. He had it here He didn't know what it was. He just thought it was just a regular copy, right? So I go. Well, hey he must not know what I think. I know what it is because obviously Recall comics is telling me that it's an error print copy. I love
1: recalled he, comics.
0: Yes, and he doesn't know what it is. So I go, hey, you know what? I'm going to buy it off this guy. Two hundred bucks later, I stayed it off of him. I got in the mail. I said, yep, that's a black copy because I compared it to both copies, and he had. We didn't know what he had. So I said, Yeah.
1: CGC hasn't recognized that. Uh, they will one just, day. They will. Just like they haven't recognized they the newsstand uh, version of Ultimate Fallout Four.
0: You know what uh,
1: that hasn't affected the price no. of the copy of Ultimate Fallout 4 or uh The Edge of Spider-Verse 2 uh black book. Uh the black background a nine eight, I believe, just sold for fifteen hundred yes. last week on eBay, yeah. uh, which saw is it. definitely a record sale. I saw um, it. Yeah, i G I'm like you, I think there's an opportunity there for uh you know books like that, uh late uh Marvel newsstands, late DC yeah. newsstands. Uh, I'll tell you right now, aren't being Oh, you got another one?
0: Yeah, I'll tell you right now. Sorry to cut you off. No. CG, CGC does not run the market. The fans do. They gravitate to what they pay for. CGC doesn't do the marketing. They don't hype the books up. The people who buy it do. So they're the ones who control the market, not CGC. They just slab the book for you. Yeah, and you and, do and at one
1: point, yeah, I apologize if I wasn't clear. It wasn't okay. just sort of kind of like coat uh, yeah, okay. them with uh, – like authority that they wouldn't claim they had, uh, or and that they obviously don't. But uh, simply to indicate that I think that provides an opportunity, right? Before they recognize it, uh, they there's have an to opportunity concerned. to buy them. Because I'm like you, I think it's just a matter of time yes. before there's an, an acknowledgement. And if there's yes. never an acknowledgement, no. I still don't think it'll matter because I think fans no. are going to gravitate towards the rarities and oddities.
0: Yes. yes, because sooner or later, CGC will be pressured to say, "Hey, listen." The fans are recognizing this that this is an error copy. Just like Lethal Venom Protector number 1, that's black. It ain't red. This copy I have here is black. It ain't purple. So don't tell me there's two kind of versions, but they're the same version. You can't have two different looking copies be the same version. That's like saying chocolate ice cream is the same as vanilla ice cream. It's not the same. It's two different things. So you can't convince me to say that it's the same thing because it's not. You know, it's one thing. It's like here's one. Five times signed.
1: I'll get out of town.
0: Yep. Five times wow. signed. I got Herb Tripp on. I got Stan Lee on S- Silver. I got um, the editor. Was it Was a Tom DeFalco on there? I got John Romita on there. This one, I'll tell you how much I spent for this one. This one back in 2012, I was on Comic Link. And I tell you now, I love Comic Link because I could get lots of deals on there. Because not many people go on there and buy good deals. But guess what? I'm on there. And I'll get what you guys want. <laughs> So when I was on there, I saw it for 450 bucks. I placed oh, a low my. ball. I placed a low ball bid. I went to work. I said, ah, eh, if I get it again, if I don't, I don't. We'll see what happens. So all of a sudden, I'm just working. All of a sudden, I get this notification on my on my phone. And then all of a sudden it says, Congratulations. I said, What? I said 450. Nobody wanted it. I said, Are you kidding me? So I got it. So, you know, it's just like this piece here as a Jim Lee original.
1: Oh, that's beautiful.
0: That's from one of these. That's from one of these books. Actually, my wife actually got that for me for Christmas. I love her for it. She's like she's she's a sweetheart. You know. Yeah. I she really think he has,
1: uh, has really shined. Uh, you know, trying to help retailers with charitable auctions. Yeah. And the numbers that people have paid for his original art are a yeah. testament to how much he is beloved in our community. Uh, yes. Can I also mention that you might have the coolest yeah. wife in the uh, entire world? Say again, your wife might be the coolest gal in the entire world. I she is. what she her. does for you, it's unbelievable.
0: She's the best ever. I, I love her to death. I feel, you know, she's the best thing ever happened to me. So it's you know, it's for her to do you know, support me when I'm collecting and stuff like that. She's one in a million, you know. What I mean, if any guy yeah. out there has a like that and she
1: goes to cons with you, right? She, does. she met Stan.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, she loves She loves seeing Stan, like like when she was there, you know. I'm like, just like seeing her there. I'm like, like He kissed you. Oh my god. Like, like she was the only one who kissed, so there you go. Pound the back, <laughs> uh, That's
1: good you know stuff. what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, like. here's another one. Here
0: earlier book, I have first seven. Oh,
1: I love it, absolutely love it. You yeah, can stand uh, uh, with an eight five, and I'm, I'm it still pains me.
0: Uh, I paid 200,
1: awesome. bucks. Oh,
0: <laughs> 200 bucks, 200
1: bucks. Holy crap,
0: 200 bucks! Look at that, look at the perfect Stanley signature. Look at that, yes, yeah, that is. Spot on.
1: Well done, sir. You know, like I I, I love all this stuff because to me wise, you know. Location matters with Stanley signatures, too. You've gotten them in some incredible places. It does. Like
0: even this book here I bought. This is like in 2012. This is a hard hard book to find. I mean, anybody wants this? This is a hard book to find. This one here.
1: Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Tell people uh, what that is. (laughs) Seek okay. us
0: behind the, secrets behind behind the comics
1: this is what i was I'll trying start. to bid on one like a week or two ago <laughs> and i lost the auction i'm still a little pain. i
0: paid i paid 200 bucks for this about eight years oh. ago <laughs> it was on oh, amazon wow. i go ah that'd be kind of i go stanley's that's kind of really cool because it has all the captain america early, early drawings like inside there discussing of you know i'll show you the inside
1: yeah it's gorgeous
0: it's it's you know, just things like that. It just t- talks about so much stuff inside where, like, the information on it, all the comics-wise, here's the, comics here, the secrets-wise here, you know.
1: Man, you got a nice copy.
0: It's a nice copy. It's probably about maybe six, seven, seven grade. But
1: to well, me, why- Those books were so well-loved. They are. Right? Free. Like, you're, like yeah. here we are now. You're still opening it up. You don't open anything else up. You're like, check this out. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what, this was one of the best finds I found early this year, or I think it was early late last year. This copy was sitting on Comic Link for almost two, three years. It has been on there forever. And I go, you know what? I just sold a a big book, you know, I go, because I want to use the funds for something else, because for something I really wanted. I wasn't the person to to have these funds and buy something I really don't want because of peer pressure. Oh, this book, this book, this book. I'm going to buy what I want. You know what I mean? So I went on Comic Link. And I saw this book. Now, pardon me, it's it's a PGX copy, but you'll see what, why why it is. It's never been pressed. It was done in 2006. It's white pages, 7.0 they have it on. The spine is immaculate on it. If I crack and press that, that book is, is no doubt. It should be at least about 8.0, maybe 8.5. It's it is clean. It is clean. You know, it is absolutely a clean copy. You know sometimes you luck out by getting some of these books like these ones here, like a PGX copy. You, you got to gamble sometimes, you have to take risks and, t- and take a gamble. So, listen, go with if your hindsight, reward. And, yes, go with your hindsight and your instincts at times. It goes oh, it's a PGX copy, That's that's garbage. You know, I'm not going to buy that. It has to be the CGC copy, or I'm not going to buy it at all. I go, well, if you've got a good eye, sometimes you look at something long enough, and sometimes you know what, just because it's got a different cover doesn't mean it's garbage, you know what I mean? So, yes, that's one thing sure. I always tell
1: people, that's but that's awesome. the thing. That's you a know, beautiful book. I love high-grade silver. Oh, my goodness. It's
0: like you cannot find these ones like this first Doc Ock. It's it's it's, it's a 7 Like I said, I cracked this up. I, I pressed it. It's going to come at a, a higher grade. I know it will. I got co- all the confidence it will because there's no ticks on nothing on it. The spine is immaculate, even the corners.
1: For a lot of Spider-Man guys, uh, I, I think they may like that book more than the ASM 1.
0: Uh, Yeah, to me, to me, wise
1: harder. It's harder to get, uh, at least for it's harder for me. I don't see as many of them. Certainly, don't see as many in high grade. Um, I don't know what the census comparison is. Uh, I assume there's less on the census, but there's certainly more in the um, vice grips of collectors because they're just not leaving.
0: Yeah, like I've been so like I've had I've had probably I think it was two or three cop three copies of ASM number one, and every single time I've had one. I always, It's that back of my head's going, it ain't AF-15 because that's the first Spider-Man. It ain't AF-15. But then I'm going, do I really need in my collection another one? Because I got rid of them. I, I, I sold them or I traded some of them off for some other books. And I go, since I got so many AF-15s in, my, in my, my pile, I don't need an ASM number one because I already have the King of the Castle. I don't have to have that one. But you know what? It's the thing. It's like sometimes some collectors have to have, you know, I want that one of one to two hundred. I want that big, big run. I'm not the type of guy that, that wants runs. I just want these key books where for myself, I love the Ditko ones. When I collected all the ones that I wanted, like say number two to number 10, but leaving out number six, I think it's number five, I think it is, or six. It's the one with Dr. Doom on there. I don't really care for it because it's not the big key. I had the first, I got the first electro, I had the first, you know, the uh, what's it called? The vulture to all these ones. I have all 5.0 white pages. I specifically look at white pages. Because they'll maintain its solidity over the ages because you look at these books from the 60s, anything that's a, it's a mid-grade will be worth, worth a lot more, like I said, down the road because they're still in that in that range where they still look nice. Not when they're kind of ragged out down below because those can be kind of hard to get though even in, in time. You, you're going to find it, but you won't.
1: Like here's yeah, a book so here. experienced collectors, experienced uh, experience dealers love page quality.
0: Yes, uh, yes. It, I do too.
1: I, I, I was talking to a guy today who's like the buyer for Ides. And that was the first thing he asked me about a big book. What do the pages look like? Watch this one. Oh, Oh, wow.
0: You see it? Gentleman Jack. (laughs) (laughs) The King. Yes, it is.
1: That's a pretty book, too. My gosh.
0: You know, the the guy listed, get this, the guy listed it, he says it's missing a coupon in the back of the book. And I said, oh, but okay, I'll still take it no matter, I paid 300 bucks for it. And he oh says, yeah, yeah not the problem. All it's got back in the back of the book is there's, a, I think, a little head of the thing was cut out. That's it. So the book is still complete. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, me!
1: I love it. You know? hey smart about comics. Yeah, I mean, it, it pays dividends to, to be a student, uh, to constantly be learning. Uh, it really does. You
0: have to because the thing is, like, if you don't, like, I'm usually online all the time, probably an hour, two hours each day, just going on the net, just surfing books. It's not it's not draining. It's not work. It's an enjoyment. So yeah. when I do all that, I find something. And if I want something in my head, m- majority of the times, if you want something so much bad, you'll manifest it to come out to you. Call it, you know. What I mean, call it consciousness-wise, but it's true. It's going to come out to you. If you want something to point up, you want something like when I was willing. To meet, as far as those AF15s, I want every night. Go to bed. Oh, I got to have another one. I got to have another one. I got to have another one. You know, because the more I had, the more, the more I, I go. Hey, this now this is leverage. Now I can use this. One thing I did two years ago was a smart trade. I had a AF 1.5 AF15 a stand signed right. And I go, you know, I got plenty of copies on my stash. You know, I could, I could bear to, to lose a few copies for something else. So I go, one book I want that I haven't had, but I wanted for so long, but I couldn't find <laughs> TMNT number one first print. Oh boy. Right? I looked at one copy. The guy had 9.2 copy. I went on the CGC forum and I said, hey, listen, you, you got a, something that I want. You want something I got? <laughs> and he goes, what do you got? I said, well, oh, I, I kind of dangle the hook, you know. I said I got an AF15. Stan signed it. I go, I go. It's got all the right bells for it. Do you want, you want it? He goes, ooh, that looks pretty good. I go, I go. He goes, but I actually have a 9.4 high grade copy. If you want that one instead, I said, I sure do. I go, I'll take the 9.4 white pages. Thank you very much. He said, all right, I'll do the deal. I sit in my book. He sits in his book. I go, thank you very much. Beautiful. <laughs> Yeah,
1: That is beautiful, sir. Yeah, you, just,
0: you just have to go out there and just make yourself present. If you want something, just do it. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, today's market is a lot different. The Silver Age market has gone on bonkers as far as the prices. But there's still some good books to get. But some people just don't go on to it because it's not popular, popular yet. I go – don't look for the popular ones like that because nine times out of ten, it's going to be out of your reach depending on what kind of grade you want. I bought all these books when nobody was caring for it, like X-Men 1 to Fantastic Four 1. It was dead. Nobody was was was, was hyping it. I said, you just use your instinct. If you want something, just buy because you love it. Don't buy because it's like, oh, the pressure. People are telling me this book, this book, this book, it's going to go higher. It's going to go higher. So then what happens is you buy the book, you put it in your collection, then, then all of a sudden two times out of ten you go, well – that book's not doing much for me now because it's not gone up in price. So I got to start dumping it off now. You know what I mean? And that's what they do. So I don't want any books in my collection that I don't want because someone hyped a character up because I have to buy it. I don't buy it because I don't want it. I, You know, hey, listen, Nova, the first appearance of Nova is gone up. Did I want it? No, I don't care for it. Because it's going in price, do I still want it? No, I don't care for it. That's, that's the thing I'm trying to get to people. Don't buy because it's going in price, because you have to go on the, on the bandwagon, because you have to be one of those sheep collectors to go on there. Don't do that. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to regret buying that book because you're not buying because you actually want it. You know, keep your collection to a point of keep it manageable. If you start collecting these characters, these characters, these characters, these characters, your head goes through so many directions, you don't know what you want anymore. If you keep your collection to a certain point where, hey, listen, I want a kick-ass Spider-Man collection, I'm gonna go with that. Don't let anything else influence you, just buy what you want because that'll steer you in the right direction of what you actually want, and then keep it on the right path. Because then nine times out of ten, you can have a collection that you actually want, not just, just fillers because someone told you that hey, this is like top 10 book of the week, you know. Gotta buy it. You know what I mean? Get, get you know, it's almost like a circus clown. You know what I mean? Going, get your tickets, folks. Get your oh, tickets, you know. what I mean,
1: drives
0: me nuts. it's like get drives your candy, nuts. folks. I'm gonna throw some corn dogs with that. Here you go, guys. You know what? I know you want it. Here you go, here you go. And the people fall for it. They all fall for it. It's like, it's no different than The Wizard Magazine, but I bought The Wizard Magazine hyping these books up for the read of it, not for the return on investment. That's the difference. If you buy it because you want it in your collection, like this book here, if it doesn't amount to anything, I don't care. I like the character. I bought a nice great copy or ungraded copy. It's going to stay in my collection. If it goes to a 1,000 or 2,000 bucks, sure, I could part it off. Do I love the book? Yes and no. Do I, do I want it? You know, the money wise for it, yes, I'll take the money, no problem. Amen. That's something else now because hey, listen, if this got up in price to a point of say two thousand dollars and someone else wants it, there you go, take it away. I'll buy something else. I'll buy a DICA book, no problem.
1: Right. Let you me know? ask you this. I because I, I, I know I, I promised to only keep you uh, hostage for an hour and I'd I appreciate that, no, but I, I want
0: uh, to get I'm good.
1: I want to I want to get uh, a couple uh, more questions in so yeah. Uh, you mentioned the CGC boards, uh, just a wealth of information. So for people who are um, not familiar with the CGC boards, can you kind of explain to them uh, when you started on there and uh, how it helped you uh, both procure comics, but also, uh, you know, kind of like learn about the collector's market and mature as a collector?
0: Yeah, like, like as soon as on like, these places, like say when I thought about the CGC forum, I was new to it, like you know what, like I said, the first book I ever bought was a CGC book was two thousand, I think it was two thousand ten or eleven, you know what I mean, something like that. And then after years of collecting so many books, I started you know going on these sites on YouTube, and people are going to this site called CGC Forum. And I said, okay, I'm new to that. you know I want to us see what's all about. You go on there. you see the chat lines? What's on there? What are people selling on there? It's like it's almost like a swap meet. Like a big, like, you know, like you go to a flea market. That's where it is. It's a big C G C flea market. The people, at the booths are all there. You walk inside there. You're looking for what you're looking for. You put on your on your, on your advertising. What what do I want to buy? You know. And there's so many times you on there. It's like a huge huge surf engine where so much traffic goes on there. Majority of times you're gonna find what you want on it because sometimes a person wants something and they'll say, Hey, this guy wants what what I have. I'll sell to him no problem. And when I went on there for me wise. I've made so many trades on there because to me wise, I like doing trades better than actually buying for, with cash wise, because at this time, at this time in, in my career wise, as far as like collecting wise, it doesn't make sense for me to, to pay $10,000 for a book. Like that's, 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 that's a lot of money, you know, because like, a lot of people today are going, you know, I want that AF 15, but it's, it's ten thousand, twelve thousand $12,000. That's a lot of money. People don't understand that. The reason why some people aren't buying it right now at that price is because they sometimes I, don't, I may be wrong, I don't know, but sometimes they don't have faith in saying that it's not gonna go up in value more. Well, if it's not gonna go up in value more, but you want the book, why don't you just buy it because you have because it'll always retain its value? But there's always that I, I gotta make sure it goes higher in price just to kind of get my my return. I said, don't think like that. It's the book is always gonna have that significance value to it, just because the first appearance, it always will. 20 years from now, who knows how long it's going to take to, to, to go to a certain price, but who cares? You have it, enjoy it. But like I said, to this point of, of how much prices are going to, like say, on even on the, on the forum, like I said, as soon as I go on there, I'm looking to do trades. Because like I said, it takes a lot of balls to put out five or 10 grand for a book. That's a lot of money. You know, that's why some of these books today aren't climbing in prices still because people are backing up saying wait a second here. If I want that book bad, I got to pay 10,000, 11,000, 12,000. Then where does it stop? Then someone's going to say, "Well, if I got to pay 20 grand now for a 2.0 book, that's a lot of money." You got to have really good have a lot of faith to think that that book's going to double in 10 or 20 years. That's it's not the stock market. You're taking a gamble. You know what I mean? But with this kind of gamble, all these kind of grail books you have out here they're not immune to, to going down a bit. They're not. Because it all depends on who's willing to upset the prices.
1: Yeah, Silver Age is uh, down, what, 20% probably over the it last is. two years. It is. That's yeah. fine. Uh, to me, I
0: get scared because I bought my books early, you know.
1: Well, it's the most me. iconic uh, pieces of popular culture yep. in the history of the world. Yes, right uh, it no is. No question it, about it. No. Um, That's the things thing. Is, like, people don't understand. Like,
0: when you buy, like say, like here. I picked this one up. It's a nice copy. A nice oh, wow. Craven...
1: Hold on. That is a real nice copy. Bear with me. Yeah. Gorgeous.
0: It's a nice... I saw this on, on uh, High Grade Comics. I know the owner's name is Bob. I know it. As soon as I saw this book, I want. I got to have it. It's just... I didn't have this for my collection, but I wanted... It's First Craven 100, you know what? Because this book is notorious for having that spine always dinged up. It's always marked all the time. But this one's a nice clean copy. So...
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh my goodness.
0: I picked up that. I picked up this one as well. A beautiful copy thing. It's a clean copy. You know what I mean? It takes time and takes patience to build a collection. You can't do it overnight. You know, I've been doing this, you know, for the past, you know, the Silver Age probably eight, nine years right now. The thing is, like, if you're patient to find something, It'll come to you, but the thing is, if, you, if you're if you not, you you say the first thing you want, and I will say, oh, damn, I, I'm going to wait until I get a better copy. I said, but you should have waited until you had more money to buy a better copy.
1: Now, <laughs> that's a very important insight, right?
0: That's what people don't do. They go, oh, I'll just get a copy just to have the copy. Then they go, oh, I really don't want this copy because it's actually, it's a beater copy, and I want well, something better because low-grade,
1: low-grade. For the record, they're working against themselves, right? Yeah. Yes. So every time you buy a book, you yes. are contributing to the higher value of the higher grade copy that you yeah, want. Exactly. <laughs> like this one here. I, this one here. self defeating pros- prophecy. Yeah. Right?
0: That's how it is. That's what people do. This is how it is. I've had this copy. I'll show you the book I have here. I've had about probably four or five copies. I've used every copy to get more AF 15s and you know whatever I wanted because I love the book. But at the time, I'm going. Was it the King of the Castle as far as like you know on on the totem pole of the books? No, it was still but still a great book for the 70s. It's this book here. You know, it's a nice high grade.
1: Lord of mercy.
0: You know, she's beautiful. It's a gorgeous copy. You know, I waited a few years to get this copy. You know what? It came, it came out. I sold a few books. I bought this copy this year. It was on a site, I'll call it it is on qualitycomics.com. It was on the site a few months ago. I had somebody I I had somebody stash from some other books they sold, and I go now I want that copy in my collection. Now I want it. I want it back because because you know what it's it's still up there. And then all of a sudden they had a copy on 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 the site. I looked at it and they get this Nico. They market it as a as a seven seven point oh for for twenty nine hundred, and I go nah, that that book ain't no seven point oh. Yeah, whoever's doing that must have some really thick glasses, man. I said, no way. That that I said, as soon as I saw it, I kept looking at it, looking at it. I said, I said, ah, no, 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 that's higher. it now. <laughs> I said, you know, so I, I I went to a good friend of mine. I emailed them uh, the uh, the pics, and all um, Mitch's name. His name's Nick. He's ETA, Nick.
1: Spook Great the words guy. out of my. I was. that's funny. I was Great. thinking of the same guy. He's the uh, accountant <laughs> man.
0: Nick, I is, got, awesome.
1: Nick like, is awesome. I, I feel like we're all playing um, like uh, hopscotch and he's playing 3D chess. I've never yes. seen anything like it. You know, just he, like
0: yes, he is so in- intellectual on this market of, of what to do, what not to do, what to buy, what to look for. Like, I mean, he is so above everybody else where, you know, I respect the guy so much that whenever I'm in kind of a doubt of of what to buy, what kind of picture is. I have a good eye as far as what to to, to buy, but his is a little bit more above what I can see. So when I sent pictures to him, I showed him that Yes, I showed him (laughs) the picture of that Pokemon I said, where do you think this book is? I emailed him right away. He says, that looks almost like a 9.2. I (sighs) did. sold. I bought like that. No problem. I got my money's worth more. So... It happens if you find deals it happens it's just you know what you just you have to go online almost every day to kind of find it if you just go like once in a while then you go oh i'm never gonna find it oh it's not gonna show up because you know uh, i can't have no time lots you know? of
1: shopping and lots of patience right it's
0: patience it just takes a while to build a collection it takes it's it, it doesn't take overnight to build what i've done like in the past you know 10-15 years it, it it takes time you know it's like people say "Oh, well, i wish i had what you had i said well, you could like you could have at a time because I remember the time when when this is the thing in 2012 when ASM 700 the very edition of the the Ditko cover right. I remember a guy he paid forty five hundred dollars. Stanley signed nine point eight. This is a time when a guy could have bought an AF 50 at the same time a beater copy for four thousand. I said you're crazy. I go now. Are you regretting that? That's what I would have done. But they went, hey, this saw something I didn't see. What's so, the wall? I know what I'm seeing, but you're not seeing what I'm seeing. So they actually paid $4,500 for 9.8, that variant. I go, instead, they could have bought AF15, a 2.0 for the same price.
1: Yeah. Uh, what a yeah. beautiful, beautiful uh, way to end. For those <laughs> who have uh, any doubts about uh, the state of the market, please, uh, how can people reach you and, and talk to you about books?
0: You can just email me. I'm on Instagram, Errol Molnar at, at uh, Instagram.com. You know, just even go through you if you have to. as a matter. You know, I, I'm always around. I'm always on on the net. You know, I love I love talking about comics. Of you know what's you know what's out there. Like, that's just my opinion. Like like hey like everybody out there has got their own opinions of what they want to buy. If if the market is the way it is, then that's the way it is. You know what? I don't get caught up in it as far as like what's hot, and what's not. I just, like I said, I just buy what I, I enjoy, what I like. If you if you stick to those rules, you never go wrong because then you never have a book that you regret to buy. And also, if you have those books that you that you regret to buy, you always try to part off for something else. That's what I don't do.
1: A wealth of knowledge from our friend Errol Molnar, the AF AF15- fifteen. <laughs> <laughs>